welcome to Brand with Podcast. I am your host, Ivan Estrada. In this podcast, we will be discussing all things branding and marketing, from fashion to design, real estate, entertainment, tech, philanthropy, and much more. Nothing is off the table. We will have guests from all over the world to give you a global perspective on branding and marketing. Our goal is to dissect as many branding and marketing experts to get you all thinking about your brand by providing motivation and inspiration for you. Thank you all for listening and let's roll. Our amazing guest is a metaverse alchemist, multidisciplinary creative, producer, panelist, and lecturer on the importance of including gender and diversity when creating new digital realities and translating luxury in the metaverse. She's a proud member of many organizations such as World of Women, Dead Fellas, Dead Friends, and the Alpha Girl Club. She is the founder and CEO of Mad Global, a top 100 createch company in the UK. They're currently working on bringing many cool projects to life in the metaverse through different mediums. Everyone get ready to take tons of notes as I have the pleasure of introducing the wonderful Ashumi. So Ashumi, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Ivan. I'm so happy to be here and excited to talk to you and continue all our discussions. Absolutely. Ashumi and I actually, we always have discussions before we even record and it's, you know, always so organic and she has so much to say and so much to offer. And, you know, it's such a pleasure to have you on as I know you're super busy. Um, and, and this world, which is such an interesting world, this metaverse, like I'm just, I'm stoked. I'm very excited for the future. I'm excited for the possibilities that it's going to create for myself, you know, for my future children, for the right future children of our children. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll get started. So, okay. So Ashumi, how did you get started in Web3? And how do you see Mad Global, specifically Mad XR, adapting to Web3? Okay, so I my personal journey started back in 2019 and a few things happened simultaneously for me. I started investing in crypto because I was introduced to it by a friend who had been in the blockchain right from the start in, you know, like 2013, 2014. And I just really started researching and reading white papers and learning more about what the blockchain was as a technology. And then I started investing, you know, just on a personal level in crypto. And then simultaneous to that at Matt Productions, we started doing projects for luxury brands that we were already working with in the traditional and analog space. And these were brands that were leaning towards using immersive technologies such as AR and VR um, and connecting them into, let's say, you know, points of sale, retail and e-com. And that's really how we started sort of doing business in the space. And then fast forward to 2020, when the pandemic hit, I already was sort of researching ways to get back to school. I went back to do an executive education program with Cambridge University's Judge Business School. And I think all these three things together just sort of culminated into what led me down this rabbit hole of Web3 and what is now uh, the metaverse. So the the Web3, what exactly is it? Like for someone who's never heard of it, like for example, my mom and dad, when I talk about Web3, they're like, what? What is that? Like, how would you explain it to someone who has no idea what it is? So in really simplistic terms, it is just the next iteration of the internet. It's where the digital and physical will converge and that will become our new reality. 
It's going to be a new way that we shop, we interact, we play, we consume. Um, and it's that digital reality that is the next iteration of the internet, which is what is Web3. Oh, I love that. So it's like more immersive, right? I think we nowadays we want to, you know, when we're watching a movie or when I'm watching a movie, I, I always think, what would it be for me to like be that superhero or for me to be in that movie, like to feel what they're feeling and see what they're seeing? Is this kind of what it's going to be like? Is this like yeah. more immersive in that way? Definitely. It's more immersive. It's more engaging. And so people are almost, some people have this misconception that the metaverse, for example, is a place or a virtual land or a gaming platform. But it's actually so much more than that. I think it's also the convergence of a lot of different technologies coming together. You know, we have, of, of course, we have 5G, we have AI, we have IoT, we have all these different technologies. And of course, blockchain sort of coming together to form what is the metaverse. Um, and then how we sort of use these different technologies to do the things that we do in the real world will shape the way we start interacting uh, with people in the digital world. Um, and yeah, you know, I think a lot of people are also quite skeptical because, you know, they don't really, they feel like one is going to replace the other. I don't think that's really what's going to happen. I think it's going to be, you know, it's, it's, it's like how we use social media today, you know, and when social media was first becoming quite prominent, people were sort of like, oh, you know, how are we going to sort of distinguish our life on social media versus our real life. And I think you put those boundaries in, you know, people put those boundaries in for themselves, right? It's not something that you need to be necessarily afraid of. It's just something that you have to take on board and 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 do the best that you can with it and do it responsibly. I love what you said that, right? You do it responsibly and you're the one who sets up your own boundaries and you're the one who decides like how you want to get involved in this, which I, you know, I feel like not just for the metaverse, but in, in general, right? In the life that we're living in and social media, the web and anything that goes along those lines. Let's just say, Shumi, you know, I, uh, I'm a 24 year old guy and I want to get, you know, I want to start getting involved in this space. What would you recommend to him? So I would definitely just say you have to be super curious. I mean, you know, if you want to get involved in the space, you are probably already very curious. So it's important to just stay open, find like-minded people like yourself. You know, maybe you have someone in your friend circle or your extended network that is also sort of leaning into this space and wants to get involved. I definitely would recommend maybe finding IRL events in your city. You know, like in London, I know that there's so many Web3 meetups, so many NFT events, so many fringe events that happen for uh, the wider communities that are very much leaning into the space. And it's so important to just go and, and show up, you know, ask those questions, follow other people's journeys. For me, I find that very inspiring. I've learned so much from the community and I think it's such a big part in moving forward in this space. And then, you know, LinkedIn, of course, is great for networking as well. Um, Twitter is really good. I think following some key thought leaders in the space and just sort of, following, you know, in the background, you don't always have to, if you're not active to start with, it's important to just sort of, even from the sidelines, read and kind of acclimatize yourself with what's really happening. Yeah. And we had talked about in a personal conversation about that, you know, you've been also reading a lot of white papers as well, right? Like there's so much information out there. It's just exactly. really getting immersed, right? Immersed and, and kind of 
following that journey and it's all about education, right? Cause I think the space in itself, I mean, from what I've gathered, it's, there's just so much, right? And I'm, as much as I'm trying to keep on top of everything, I can't, I can't, I can't keep on top of everything. And so I'm like, okay, I mean, I, this is just how it is for now, right? We're just yeah. all kind of scientists and trying to explore what this really means for all of us. Exactly. But you know, I think there's also, if, for example, like obviously for you, you know, real estate is, is something that you feel really passionate about. And that's really also quite a big part of your life. And, you know, for, for, for someone, I mean, for me and for what we're doing at MAD, it's fashion and it's luxury. So I would also say maybe like pick a subject or pick something that you're really passionate about that also really drives you and maybe just follow what's happening in the space particular to that subject. You know, you don't always have to know everything about everything because I don't think anyone can really know what's happening across the whole thing. But also you have to take things slowly. Like, for example, for me, DeFi is definitely quite... I'm always very intrigued about, you know, what's happening in the DeFi space, but it's not necessarily my... Uh, area of expertise or something that I kind of follow very intensely because that's not something that's really been part of my my life. So yeah, I would say pick pick a subject that really interests you and just follow that. Yeah, when you speak when you say that, you speak to my manic self where I'm like, I want to know everything about <laughs> everything at all times. <laughs> but that's 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 true, right? We just can't. We just have to pick like I've got to pick a lane and stay in that lane and then just, you know, move forward. And then, I mean, that's, that's the first step. And then as soon as you sort of pick that lane, that lane will lead you to other lanes. And then you can kind of like go on that journey. But I think to start or maybe start with something that you feel really passionate about, you know? Oh, great advice. And so let's talk about like the NFT portion of this, right? Because still, I'm still very new to it, it was like a month ago or two months ago when I realized, oh, an NFT is a non-fungible token. Okay, well, what does that mean? So for someone who doesn't know what an NFT is and how that ties into the metaverse, what is it and how does it tie in? So uh, NFT is exactly like you said, it's a non-fungible token. It's a digital asset. And the way it ties into the metaverse is now that you can actually have ownership over that asset that is linked and connected to the blockchain. It's something that is unique and that is rare. And uh, it's also dependent on the scarcity, right? So it's always something that cannot be exchanged or sold for anything off like value. So what you have and what you hold as your digital asset will always just be unique to that and for that for yourself. I think the way in which we and NFTs, I think, is is it's also culture. You know, it's the way in, it's it's becoming almost as the zeitgeist of culture. You know, we're seeing so many different use cases for NFTs as well, and we're just going to start seeing so many more. It's literally just the tip of the iceberg. Of course, you have the PFP projects, which is super. Um, you know, you've just, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of, of course, Board Ape. They've just launched their Ape coin today, which is yeah. massive. Um, and then CryptoPunks, which got bought over by the <laughs> Board Ape Yacht Club, Yuga Labs. And there's so much happening in the PFP side of things. Lots of people also use it as investment, as an investment vehicle to, you know, we're seeing a lot of people buy and flip NFTs uh, from on the PFP side. But then, of course, you have the one-of-one one uh, NFTs, which are art and collectibles. And then you have 
the digital wearable side of things that are also NFTs, which you can kind of wear in different sort of games and different um, metaverses, so to speak. So there's, it's just literally, and then of course, you know, the, the most, the, the best one that I actually like is people use, are starting to also use NFTs as almost like an access pass or like a membership to allow people to kind of give you access to community, to um, like my BFF is one of my favorite ones. I'm not sure if you've come across that one. They have uh, these friendship bracelets, which give you access to uh, women who empower and educate other women and non-binary folk and, you know, people from the LGBT community. I love that. Uh, yeah, about everything Web3 and crypto. So it's it's such a great use case as well, you know, and, and a great way to kind of use NFTs to sort of harness that power of community. Yeah, I love that. It's like literally what you said, it's like harnessing that power of community and someone who suffers from FOMO and I'm thinking, oh my God, like I need to get more involved. I need to buy something. I need, actually, we were chatting about my course brand with video and how we could, you know, attach an NFT to that as well, right? It's it's exactly. creating value exactly. for future members. Exactly. And that's also what it is. It's, you know, it's about, it's about you know, how this, this shift in perception of where you place value, yeah? Where, where the value is placed in things. And that's, it's so great as well, you know? And also, like, there's going to be so many other use cases like NFT ticketing, how to kind of bring the creators closer to their fans. Um, and yeah, so many exciting things. And so for someone who wants to buy an NFT, right, and get involved, where do they find it? And how do you pick one? Is it kind of like someone who just doesn't know and just wants to buy it for investment purposes? Like, do I look at an NFT as like an investment kind of like if I'm going to buy stock in Apple and hope for the best that it's going to go up in value? Or is that a different mindset? That must be adopted. I think, I think I think it's I think it's different use case NFTs for different purposes. I would say, I think it, you also like I think there's a minimum threshold, right? Like I, I I you know other people who really sort of or you always say like not financial advice DYOR, which is do your own research. But I would say on minimum at least put in. 50 hours of your own time just researching the space you know there's definitely you should not I think definitely FOMO in you know I think start with a small project you don't have to have like a huge buy-in get familiarized with actually just how the mechanism of starting a wallet or you know putting trading or cryptocurrency because crypto is also inextricably linked to NFTs, right? I think it's important to sort of just familiarize yourself with some of the mechanisms behind what it means to actually buy into the NFT. And also, of course, you know, I, I think I, I hear so many horror stories every day of people who have like mortgaged their houses and, you know, oh mortgaged their houses and spent all this money on buying NFT projects. And that's scary to me because, you know, I don't think you need to spend money that you don't have or that you're afraid of losing or you can't afford to lose. It's really important. I mean, it's a really highly volatile asset class, right? So you have to have the stomach to be able to lose it because it can very most definitely happen. Because also the, a lot of the NFT projects, it's important to kind of do the research and find out who the founders are. Are they doxxed? Do you really know what track record they have? There's so many projects that are just really all about smoke and mirrors. And sometimes even along the journey and the roadmap, they lose momentum or the teams kind of just feel like they don't have the capacity to go on. And then it ends up becoming a rug pull. So 
there is a lot of things that is happening in the space every day. So you have to just be aware of everything, I think, before making that decision. Um, and then also just be, be, be part of the community, you know, just kind of get into their discord, follow them on Twitter, just make sure that you're really putting all that time into doing the research before getting into it. Yeah, I feel like I need to throw out like a big disclaimer, right? Do not <laughs> invest your house or your children, right? It's always about like making sure it's, I was always told, you know, invest what you, if you lost it, right? If you lost it all tomorrow, it would be like, well, you know, it was okay. I invested. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. But mortgaging your house or, or, you know, spending a huge amount of money on something that is still very unknown, mm -hmm. you know, to me is, is, is dangerous, right? It's yeah. It's and it is scary. And, and that's definitely something that, you know, I think people, they just sort of FOMO in. Um, but to be honest, there's, we're still really early. This is something that has to sort of always be said and highlighted because we really still are so early. But there's this sort of, I think with just media and everything that you hear about or you see on, you know, different platforms, you feel like, oh my God, if I don't buy into it now, I'm never going to make it. Because there's also a lot of, you know, this wag me phrase, you know, we're all going to make it is is sort of linked to the FOMO aspect of it, right? So everyone feels like, oh my God, I'm not going to make it if I don't buy in now. So it's a bit, yeah. Take your time, do your research and, and don't FOMO in. Yeah. And then also, you know, follow your gut people. You know, I've always... It, it with especially with NFTs, I feel that you know certain people are buying them, hoping that they're going to go up in value. But I think the mindset is like buy something that you feel passionate about or that you have an emotional attachment to. That saying, well, if it doesn't go anywhere, I'm just proud that I you know I I own this NFT. Right, this is mine. No yeah, and now that you just it. even maybe just like the art, you know, just at least you then have a nice looking piece of art. Exactly. And so let's, let's kind of switch to the conversation a little bit to, you know, diversity and inclusion in the space. I know you and I, you know, huge supporters of this movement, obviously. And so, you know, as a supporter of diversity and inclusion, like, how do you see it being considered in the metaverse? Yeah, I think it's, it's, you know, for me, obviously, I'm Indian. Um, and as a woman working in tech, I don't really necessarily always see or hear people who look like me or sound like me in this space at all. But I think things are now starting to slowly shift and change where there's been quite a lot of, you know, I think the Web3 movement in general has sort of garnered a lot of attention from people who are not just white and male. <laughs> you know, a lot of people kind of coming into this space um, a lot of brands, a lot of companies are also being more mindful of that than they have been maybe in the Web2 space or in IRL and in a more traditional space. I think it's really important to see who the players are doing activations in the space. You know, when people are kind of looking to kind of work with companies, you know, is gender is gender representation an important part of what that company is doing? Diversity and culture, of course, is super important because this is it's web three is about culture you know it's so important to have different people from different points of view to have a seat at the table when building these new realities you know we don't want to make the same mistakes that we've made in the world that we're kind of living in but of course you know i think there will always be subconscious racial and gender bias uh, but i think it's about educating people and empowering people and especially people who haven't had a voice 
um, to kind of give them a new platform to to talk about this when building the new reality. Oh, I love that. I love what you just said, like giving people a voice because, you know, I being part of the LGBTQ plus community, being Mexican, you know, growing up with the media in the world, I really didn't see myself. Right. And I think that for me, it, it took a really long time to accept myself because I felt like there was no place for me because mm -hmm. I wasn't a white, blue eyed, blonde hair boy like most of the kids in my school and most of the TV shows that I watched. Mm -hmm. And obviously the world is changing. I still think we have a long way to go. Right. But in this whole new world, it's like, I feel like it's like kind of like a reset button, right? It's like, okay, let's, let's try to do this right. How can we be as inclusive as possible? How can we really voice the opinions of different perspectives, different people from around the world, different colors, genders, you know, binary, non-binary, all of that to like really showcase people. Cause I feel like that's the beautiful part of life is, is really being open to listening to others, to including others, because that's when I feel like the magic happens, right? Like when we're able to just really connect with other people from other cultures and perspectives, and instead of coming from judgment, just coming from like, okay, you know, like, let's, let me, let me hear you out and see, see where there can be some magic happening, right? Like some, some, some that we can garner some, some different ideas, right? It's all about ideas and connection. I, I guess that's the word, you know, it's just connecting with one another. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think it's also, you know, on the other side of things, you know, when there's a lot of, let's say, like, um, now, especially in fashion, but also in like the gaming side of things, this whole idea of avatars or virtual humans, you know, what those people look like and how they are represented in these new worlds, I think is really important as well. So, for example, you know, when you go into... A ready player me or you know ready player me of course they, you can take a selfie and it gives you you know it spits out the best sort of uh, version of what you would look like if you were an avatar but I think it's even when you're building yourself out as an avatar ex exploring some of these worlds you know what are you going to look like are those are those worlds already taking into account different representations across skin color and facial features and you know are those digital wearables actually having lots of different wearables that represent lots of different cultural wearables as well you know like i don't know like ethnic garments for example it's so many interesting touch points right when you're talking about these when you're talking about these subjects so yeah you know we're we're obviously keeping a very positive mindset about this and i that's that's all I'm, I'm all about you know just keeping it very positive but any potential challenges that you see arising you know when it comes to diversity inclusion in the metaverse um i think i think like i said you know i think people need to just be very open to understanding and including people right from the start when building these new realities and there will always be subconscious bias that comes into play but it's our job to sort of fight against that um as as people who come from let's say uh you know minority backgrounds and take up space and talk about this and make it a bit more of a forefront of conversation um, and that's the only way it's going to change, you know, when you actually educate and empower people who haven't had a voice, you know, and thanks 
I mean, you know, having platforms like this, like even speaking to you and having the chance to have a podcast talking about these important topics, maybe it will inspire other people along their journeys as well, you know, to kind of find their own voice and to find and take up their own space. Exactly. And that's honestly why I started this podcast. And, 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 you know, it all started with writing my book, Brand with Purpose, where, you know, I wanted to, it was a branding book, but not just my perspective, but perspectives from people all over the world, right? Men, women, transgender, um, you know, different upbringings. I wanted people to really see themselves in my book. And, and with this podcast, when I was coming up with the concept, I thought, you know, I want to interview people from all over the globe. I want whoever's listening, whatever age they're in, whatever point in their life they're in, that they can relate to us in some way, shape or form where they feel included, they feel heard, they feel inspired and motivated and they can really kind of see themselves and, and what's, what's possible for them. And, you know, when I think of the metaverse, um, obviously we're still, you know, at the beginnings of everything, but I feel like there's so much opportunity for, for all of us for, you know, to reinvent yourself, to really find yourself to, you know, if it's just financial, then it's just financial. But I think, you know, as a whole, it's an opportunity for a brand new, like, again, the reset, right? Like a reset of, of, of something new, which for me is, you know, really, really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's also so interesting because, you know, people that have the right attitude exactly like you do going into this space, it's all about like connection, collaboration and contribution rather than what can I get out of this? What is my bottom line? What is the profit? You know, and I think that's also something that's so important to highlight going into the space because I'm always just blown away by by the people that I meet who are just interested in this space and how collaborative everyone has been um, and and knowledge and it's all about knowledge sharing as well you know sharing experiences sharing knowledge and just lifting people up um, along this journey. Yeah, and I'm and I'm glad that you said that because it's it's not just about what you're getting but who you're becoming through the process of of discovery and. I absolutely love that. So Ashumi, so what else, what's going on in your world? Anything that, that we want to talk about? I mean, you're so, you're a maven of a woman with so many different things going on. Like I, you know, I, I respect you so much. Like what's going on in your world? Anything that you want to, you know, tell our viewers, anything exciting that's going on for you at the moment? Yeah, so we're working on loads of interesting projects. We have a few coming out in June. Um, it's actually, you know, sort of cross collaborating across fashion and the arts. I think using the arts and connecting creativity and bridging creativity with technology is obviously a huge passion of mine, but also onboarding people into the space, especially women and people from diverse backgrounds is super important. So I am going to be speaking at a few conferences coming up, um, which is also really exciting because I get to, of course, meet a lot of people IRL um, and connect and, and contribute so I'm really looking forward to that. I will be in Lisbon in April uh, for the Non-Fungible Conference, and I will be at NFT NYC as a speaker in June. So I hope to see you there, Ivan. I hope you make it out to New York for that. 
Um, and then, yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're building virtual worlds. We're working across a few different projects right now, which I can't actually reveal, but I will definitely keep you updated and tell you soon. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter and on LinkedIn, and I'm constantly posting updates on that all the time. So, so Shumi, what's your, um, if someone's driving and they can't write down the uh, link, what's your Instagram and your Twitter so that people can follow you? So my Instagram is mad underscore XR and my Twitter is Ashumis. So it's A-S-H-U-M-I-S-S. Awesome. I'm so glad John Kraske, who's a good friend of mine, who's also in the NFT space. I mean, he connected me to a shoe and right away he said, he's like, you're going to love her. She's, she's just like us. And you know, when I think of people just like us, it's like, we're people who are open and just, you know, it never stop learning. Right. I think just this space, metaverse, NFTs, web three, like blockchain, all this, like new, all this, these new words that for me a year before didn't make, you know, they didn't mean anything and now they mean something. And so it's, you know, it's a very, very exciting new world. And Ashumi, thank you so much for sharing so much insight to all of us. Again, please make sure that you follow her on Instagram and on Twitter. She's just a beacon of light in this space. And I'm sure this is just the beginning for you, Ashumi. Like, I cannot wait to have a conversation with you a year from now and just be, I'm already blown away by you, but a year from now, I'm just going to be like, Oh my God, I can't handle this. This is too much. This is <laughs> this is incredible. So thank you so much, Ivan. Seriously. And major shout out to John as well. He is such a major connector in this space. And I'm actually forever honored and humbled for the, the connections that he brings my way. I am so thankful to him. And also really grateful because he's doing a great job just lifting women up in this space, you know, um, just using his platform to to talk about women and to kind of talk about diversity. So it's fantastic. Exactly. And on that note, guys, that is all for the episode of Brand With Podcasts. Links to learn more about Ashumi, Mad Global, and the Brand With ecosystem are in the episode bio. I hope you all learned a ton from Ashumi. I know I took a ton of notes uh, because I know every time I talk to you, I, I learn something new. And so thank you so much for sharing all this insight. And thank you for branding with us. And until next time, I will see you later. Adios. Thank you all again for listening to this episode. For more information on branding and marketing, check out our ecosystem on brandwith.com. You can also find more tips by signing up for our newsletter that's not boring or by following us on social media. If you're looking to get featured on this podcast to discuss your branding or marketing needs, find out how to do so on our website as well. Can't wait for you to brand with us again.